Well, hey, everybody, welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health and equipping you to share those principles with others. I'm Melanie Wise, and joining me on this episode is your friend and mine, Dr. Brooke Keels. And we have just started a new series here on Mercy Talk talking about our brains and how God designed our brains to function, uh, the role that our brains play in just our own personal growth and healing, but also how our personal growth and healing impacts our brains. Um, And as I said last week, I might just honestly say this every single week, so get used (laughs) to it, but I just think it's so, so important for people to be growing in their understanding of how the brain works because it is going to help you better understand yourself, but also really going to help you understand those around you and the people that you love the most. I really also think it's so important for leaders in the church, uh, leaders in, in ministry to grow in their understanding of the brain because I really think it should affect how we engage with people and care for people and and disciple people. If you haven't heard the first episode of this series, I would highly encourage you to go back and take a listen because it really sets some very foundational understandings in place for where we are headed today. So let's dive in. All right. So Brooke, a fun fact for our Mm -hmm. listeners, not that you probably care that much, but Brooke and I are in the same room right now, which never happens. Never happens. We are we looking care. at each other in the they flesh. They may not care. We, <laughs> we care. care a lot. We like this. It's a vastly different experience <laughs> yes, for us. So um, nice. As most of you know, seeing someone in the flesh is very different than on a screen. This is really, really fun that we're going to get to record some of these episodes in studio. I yeah. like to call it studio. It, I mean, it is literally a studio. It feels like a studio to yeah. me. We are going to go ahead and jump into today's episode. Last week, we talked about this idea of brain integration. If yeah. you haven't heard it, it would probably be helpful um, in knowing where we're headed today to kind of have just this basic understanding of what we're talking about. Um, but just to kind of refresh everyone, set the stage for today. Would Mm -hmm. you mind, Brooke, just kind of giving a very high-level overview of what we mean when we say brain integration? Because that's kind of the point of most of the series. Yes. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. So our brains have many different parts that do many different things. They have different jobs, right? And so we want to be able to access all of the parts of our brains. I want to put a caveat here because you'll hear like this thing that like we only access like 30% of our brain or whatever. And that is not true. Mm -hmm. That's not a thing. False statement. Great movie years and years ago called Limitless. I think maybe that's where this started. I don't know, but it's not a thing. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) we use all of our brain and, but we want it to be integrated so it can function at the highest level possible. Right. We want them to work really well together as a whole. Mm -hmm. And that's really what brain integration is about. And then what we also talked about last week was that the brain is moldable. It can heal itself. It can, you know, regenerate parts. It can grow. It can change. It can adapt. You know, even if we're old, mm-hmm. <laughs> older, mm-hmm. you know, obviously some of those lim- that can be limited, like mm-hmm. the older you get. But overall, like you, it's incredible what the brain can heal from. And the word that everyone loves to use for that, it is correct, but it's just been overused. So I just, it is the right word, but it <laughs> kind of becomes, you know, it's like the what people like. We you want to sound smart. Yeah, it's neuroplasticity. Right. But don't she use that. I know. It's just so. It's, it's just don't use it where people are like, you know, science says like you can't just say like, you know, neuroplasticity and like 
that doesn't drop that into a conversation. Yeah, so I'm just going to trust that you're all going to use it responsibly oh, um, and goodness. not annoyingly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, but, like, that's, that's pretty much it. But that's the point. I mean, we yeah. wouldn't, there wouldn't be really much of a reason to talk about this. I mean, other than just like it's cool to know if there wasn't a point. And the point is, is that we actually have the ability to play a part in the shaping of our own brains and the healing of our brains. Yeah. And I mean, we like kind of the most major part. Yeah. Is us. Yeah. As a, yeah. I mean, when I think about anybody who has children, like mm-hmm. you, there are things that you can actually do because of the fact that your brain is moldable and yep. so i'm going to try to stop using that word since i didn't know you can, it annoyed you so much no no, no anyway. you can say it i just uh, i just need everybody just, to know i don't moldable. like it you know so. <laughs> oh man so ultimately in this series we want to hopefully not only broaden your understanding of how the brain works but we actually really do want to empower you with those things that you can do in partnering with the lord and making your brain healthier like there is a thing as a healthy brain and an unhealthy brain and so What we're gonna do today is we're gonna just talk about, we're gonna kind of take this whole thing in pieces, right? Today, we're just gonna talk about the left and right hemispheres of the brain, which if people ever talk about, you know, just any everyday person talks about parts of the brain. Most people have heard of the left and right brain, right? right? And so that's where we're gonna start. We're not gonna talk about not only what they do, but also what it actually means and what it looks like for your right and your left brain to be integrated and how to do that, like how to more fully integrate them. But before we dive in, because I just feel like we really should always do this in this series, mm-hmm. um, we should give credit where credit is due. Yes. Uh, we we said it last week, neither Brooke or I are neuroscientists. We nope. don't claim it, we are not. Um, we are literally just sharing with you the things that we have learned from people who are, in fact, neuroscientists. Mm-hmm. Primarily, most of the things that we're sharing about in this series are things that we have learned from the works of Dr. Dan Siegel, mm-hmm. and mostly from his book, uh, the whole brain child. Right. And yes, if you're wondering, that is a book mostly for parents. But um, I shared this last week. Reading that book truly helped me understand adults better, understand myself better, my spouse better. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, Brooke, yes. can you give us a general overview of the functions yes. of the left and right brain? Yeah. And I'm going to, this is going to be very simple. Like we're not. It's what we need. Because again, it's I don't. Yeah, we're talking not about a, the brain. Not a neuroscientist, <laughs> nor do I want to be one. Um, but this is important information, right? So there's two sides of the brain. They are completely separate. Mm-hmm. All right, but the, the way that God created us is that they work together, right? So, for example, like you you could come and like split the brain kind of down the middle. You would have two f- separate things happening mm-hmm. on both sides, mm-hmm. right? And so the key is them being able to communicate across each other, okay? Um, and so there's two sides of the brain, right? So they function very differently. Like I said, the left brain uh, really likes order. Mm-hmm. It is uh, logical. It is literal. Um, it is linear. It is the accountant of your mm-hmm. <laughs> of yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very structured, mm-hmm. right? It wants like you know when you talk about people are like in their you know in their head, like yeah. you're just trying to like how can we make everything go where it's supposed to go and be where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. A lot of really mm-hmm. good strategy is coming from that side, right? And so, um, you know, that's where like a lot of people that you know they'll be like oh he's just really left brain like they think yeah. they're, they're not in their feelings yes if yes. you will because or that even is when where... people say like well just use your brain use your brain yeah. here that i feel like they're usually talking about that like use your logic use yeah your brain. use your thinking 
I don't know. Yeah. Like maybe that's just me. Yeah. I think, I mean, I would say, and I could be wrong and somebody can email me and argue about (laughs) this if you would like, but I think that yes, typically when you're talking about thinking versus emotions, right. And we touched on this last Mm -hmm. week, but you're thinking in left brain Mm -hmm. and the reminder is as we skip over to the right brain Mm -hmm. is that emotions are also in your brain. Mm -hmm. It's all there and Mm -hmm. we need it to all be healthy and work together. So the right brain is going to be the holistic and nonverbal. That is the signals that allow us to communicate. That's also like where we're noticing nuance, like facial expressions, Mm -hmm. eye contact, tone of voice, posture, gestures. Um, It cares about the big picture. Mm-hmm. It cares what something means. Mm-hmm. Like, was that experience meaningful? How did we feel about it? It really specializes in images and emotions and personal memories. Um, and this is typically where you would say, of course, we know like, and I, you know, Holy Spirit uses this, but kind of like yeah. where your gut feelings, your intuition, where you're like, I, I can't make it make sense, but I know something's going yeah. on. That's going to be kind of on that, you know, right brain side, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's the one that's helping you kind of feel, and I say in a healthy way, your way through life, mm-hmm. right? So you're seeing um, in conversation, are we connecting or are we not connecting what's going on? And then your left brain, if it's like, Whoa, hang on, what's happening. Right. And we're Mm -hmm. trying to, it's going to be the strategy part of figuring that out. And so when they both work really well together, you've got a pretty healthy, healthy thing going on. Right. Um, and the left brain, I know you and I both love this in some ways, you and I are just as people in different ways, <laughs> uh, aren't we? Actually, we are. <laughs> say it comes that right out now. Differently, but it we does. Are. It yeah. does. Yeah. So the left brain cares about the letter of the law. Yeah. Um, and the right brain cares about the spirit of the law mm-hmm. and the emotions and the experience of relationships. Yeah. Right. Working with a couple not that long ago, and the husband's like super stable has like no emotional responses. He's not like I mean, he's super connected. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like you know. He's like his, you know, his dad left him when he was a kid and he's like, I don't really have any feel, you know, it's like, well, you can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's what we would call compartmentalized. So let's, <laughs> you know, you don't need to walk around in your emotions all of the time mm-hmm. either, but it is being able to integrate the two, yeah. you know, yeah. um, but the people you meet that are typically like, if I can't control it, I'm not going to feel anything about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're kind of in that towards, you know, functioning a little bit more out of that left brain and then. Yeah. The other people that are very in, intuitive and paying attention to what's happening and relational, um, they're usually over more. Yeah. You know, and so, I mean, it's fair to say that most that people typically are going to have a dominant like I live mostly out of this space. Or yeah. This space leads more. Or- yeah. And I think there's some if we were like really going to dig into like the research of it all, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think we identify more with one than mm-hmm. the act, the the actual functioning of our brain Mm -hmm. yeah and so Mm -hmm. i think you know i think there's a lot of neuroscientists that hopefully will appreciate what i'm about to say which is one may be more comfortable for you and Mm -hmm. like you feel like you're being dominated but if you really were doing like a scan your left brain's not less activated Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. these things are actually physiologically yes exactly exactly yeah. yeah so i mean as you've already said if we want to live healthy full lives these two hemispheres of our brains have to work together. So we want our our brains, in this case, to be horizontally integrated. We'll talk in a couple weeks about vertical integration and what that looks like. But um, so that, as you've said, the two sides of our brains can act in harmony and we can just be you know, well-balanced people. So mm-hmm. the the point here is that 
you know, you have the left brain logic, you have the right brain emotions, and the healthiest people are able to really value both and, and fully operate in both. So if they're not integrated, we're going to have some pretty big problems because we're going to end up just kind of coming at life from one side or the other. Um, and, you know, most people would agree. I mean, I feel like even in, you know, modern conversations, mm-hmm. you're hearing a lot about how important emotions are mm-hmm. and paying yeah, attention no, to our should, emotions. Yeah, about our feelings. <laughs> so it's a bit, I mean, it is a big deal, right? It's important yeah. that we um, recognize and operate from a place of connecting with our emotions because mm-hmm. um, they're important for us just living meaningful lives. But I also think we would all agree that if we allow our emotions to rule us and we completely ignore left brain logic, mm-hmm. we are going to basically just live in emotional chaos at the same time we don't want our logic to completely disconnect from our our feelings and our personal experiences and this is how dan siegel actually says it in the book he says the goal is to avoid living in an emotional flood or an emotional desert i love that one so much i mean it's just so there it is yeah that's that's it don't do that Makes sense. Let's and I mean, those thing. are words yeah. I think that most people can connect with, like when you can emotional flood. See that? Oh, yeah. I've, I've been there. Mm-hmm. Emotional desert. Also yeah. been there. Like neither of those are the place that we want to reside in. So yep. we need our memories. We need our emotions to play their important roles. But we also want to integrate them with that part of ourselves that gives structure and order. And I mean, goodness, I feel like I am just living in this place. Oh yeah, you are literally. Because if if you're wondering out there. Toddlers are, in fact, quite right hemisphere Mm -hmm. dominant, okay? If you don't know that or haven't experienced it, then you are more than welcome to come and spend a weekend with my family Mm -hmm. and just really experience it firsthand for yourself. Like my two-year-old, he doesn't know yet Mm -hmm. how to use logic, how to use words to express his feelings. Are we working with him on it? Yes. But like he doesn't know how to do that yet. That mm-hmm. is not something that, so that is part of our job as his parents. That's a lot where, that he'll go into in whole brain child is like, how do you help foster that development in your kids, right? right? But what does he do when he's feeling something or he wants something or he needs something? He just screams. That's mm-hmm. what he does. There's so much screaming. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an example of what we're talking about is someone, I mean, a two-year-old is a fantastic example of someone who just lives out of the right brain and nobody wants to be walking around like a two-year-old as an adult. Like that's just not a, that's not a, not an attractive look, right? Yep. And so, I mean, Brooke, would you have any other examples or anything else that you would add to this idea of, of integration, what it looks like? Yeah, I mean, honestly, thinking about it as a two-year-old is quite a great example, right? So if you are if you are functioning in emotion and feeling all of the time, you are not navigating life well mm-hmm. because it is overwhelming. Just like for your, with your son, right? If he can't communicate, mm-hmm. okay, let's pretend when he can use his words. If he can't choose to use that side, right? If he mm-hmm. can't communicate what he needs and he's walking around screaming all of the time. Mm-hmm. Right. That is not healthy. That's not good. Like that's not how, you know, it's because we're screaming out of frustration. And so if we're always in that emotion and we're not able to communicate what this emotion is real, mm-hmm. what's really behind it and what, because for him, right, he's, it's a healthy need. He wants to be fed or loved or, you know, pl- like, or yeah, or yeah. what he desires. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's so unfiltered. Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know if anybody, you know, if Dan Siegel would agree with this, but this is how I 
Um, I've read a ton of his work, so I feel good about it. But like, it is like your left brain can, can filter is kind of your filter. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so, yeah, like you, you can't, how terrible is life if we're just walking around like in our feelings mm-hmm. all of the time? Yeah, rule us. yeah just like yeah. that's miserable. <laughs> yeah. And I think that not to go down a rabbit trail, but I think that is, it's like the challenge and what came out developmentally in parenting was we tried to make our kids rigid, right? And shut down the yeah. right brain. It's like, we don't want to do that. We want to refine it yeah. and we want to allow it to be its healthy place. So if I have an, a feeling about something, you know, if I'm, if, if I have an interaction and like, I'm feeling a lot of emotion, it's not that I then like let that rule me. It's, mm-hmm. it's something to be looked at and considered mm-hmm. and okay. So what's going on there. Right. And that's where that left brain comes in. What do I really want? Do I, what do I really need? You know, you know what? My feelings got hurt or being able to assess what the emotions are or yep. why we're feeling how we, not disqualify them, right. assess them, find out what, what the deal is and then being able to act accordingly. Right. Mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in the moment and, um, or later being able to pause, right. Mm-hmm. Just being able to pause, let's think this through and like do, it. but it's not to shut that side down. Yeah. And then, yeah, you also don't want to be a robot. Like how not fun are those people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, you're not like, I'm here for a good time. You know that. Like, so if somebody's mm-hmm. like, this needs to make sense to do, it's like, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. that's not there. There's not connection in that yep. either. Yeah. Um, and, and then you, I feel like, uh, and I'm going to say this and you can get mad at me and that's okay. A lot of times I think people that are more comfortable in their left brain can be pretty um, arrogant. Hmm. And, and judgy with stuff, you mm. know, and I know like if I'm operating, you know, and I know we said, but if I'm kind of leaning more towards that, you know, it's a little bit of like, you're kind of getting in the way of what I think needs to happen and mm. what needs to get done. I don't really care how you feel about it. And, you know, like, mm. and so you can tell when you're in that emotional desert, you mm. know, and when I'm there, it's not, it's not good for anybody, <laughs> actually, uh, anyone within a 50 mile radius. Hey guys, just taking a quick break to tell you about Mercy Multiplied's Empower Workshop. At Mercy, we are passionate about the body of Christ being equipped to do what the body of Christ was made to do, to minister and bring hope to a broken and hurting world. And the purpose of the Empower Workshop is to equip you to more effectively help people who are hurting and struggling. We do this by sharing from our expertise as a ministry as we've had the opportunity to help countless people discover healing and transformation in their lives. At the workshop, we talk about learning your call as a helper, practical principles for loving, hurting people well, and the importance of digging deeper into the roots behind people's struggles and behaviors. Just as importantly, we talk about practical ways for you to stay healthy and safeguarded in the process of helping others. We hope you will consider joining us for Empower Workshops so that you can step even more fully into your calling. You can get more information and register for any upcoming workshops at mercymultiplied.com slash empower workshops. Now back to the show. Just to move this forward, Dan Siegel describes mental health really well too. I like how he says, he goes, it's, it's how we remain in our river of well being. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're just moving along and I love it. It's anything intentional and moving forward is like mm-hmm. my favorite thing ever. <laughs> but one bank of the river is chaos right where you feel chaotic and out of control and the other side is is rigidity where you're you're imposing control on everything and everyone around you mm-hmm. and you're unwilling to adapt and compromise and we're going to move back and forth between these two mm-hmm. banks right but the river of well-being is that how can we 
stay balanced, right? But if you think about that river in the middle of the left brain and right brain, mm-hmm. the rigidity and then the chaos, right? Mm-hmm. Is is we want to be able to navigate those things well, know what they are, keep them in their place. So when the raw emotions of our right brain are not combined with the left brain, mm-hmm. like I said, that's when things mm-hmm. get really weird and no one wants to be friends with you. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, we get too, too close to the other side of it and that's when things get weird and nobody wants to be friends with you. And so yep. <laughs> we just want to kind of keep it As I've told my four-year-old recently, yeah. like, you're just, this is not fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this isn't this isn't fun. We want to have only a, fun is allowed in here right a now. nice, pleasant yeah. time. And so, but I love, and that's one of my favorite things about how he writes. And even though I know it's for parenting and kids, is like I hope. I mean, you know, every I don't care how old you are, if you hear that, yeah, like I need to stay, just stay yeah. in the river, yeah, moving along. And it's okay if we go a little bit this side or we go a little bit that side, but we're always like moving towards yeah. integration and moving towards balance. Yeah, you know, which I think is a great it. It's just even a nod back to what you were saying earlier. There's a comfort level with a certain part of us that most of us are going to tend towards. So when I think about that river of well-being, I'm like, if I'm going to, if things start going south for me, I'm going to, I am most, most often going to start going towards the bank of rigidity or whatever, you know, my husband, opposite direction. My firstborn, rigidity. My secondborn, chaos. Like, I can already see this is this there's a there is some sort of kind of like wiring natural tendency in you yes. to head towards one or the other. Not that you can't. I mean, goodness, I've been in right. a bank of chaos. Well, too, your, but. I mean, your developmental, you know, parenting and trauma yes. and like all of that <laughs> plays a fun little role in where you go as well. And yeah. what and which one is, frankly, the more out of control. One of them is typically going to be more out of control mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And you everybody got there, honestly. Mm-hmm. So let's just like accept it and move on and float down the river you know just get back in the river river. Um, don't get out don't get off on either side obviously one of the things that we want to focus on in every episode is what does this actually mean like why why, what do we do with this information how have we still not made t-shirts that say like practically so so practically practically speaking speaking, there is a mercy talk theme quote yeah it is that. So what yeah. does this mean? Yeah. What do we do with this? I know. And every time you say it, I'm like, oh, there, we, we, we got to go. get there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm very consistent, Speaking y'all. of left brain. Um, so, like, one of my favorite things about the whole brain child is that it gives extremely practical exercises. Yes. And it is, again, yes, the book was written for parents and helping your child develop a fully integrated brain. But as I have said, I think so many of the things in this book apply just as much to adults as children. Some of his, you know, um, strategies are are a little bit more specific to kids and and situations you end up in with your kids. Um, But when when it feels like it's appropriate for adults and kids, I think it's good for us to share them on here. So we're going to share with you just uh, a few of his strategies throughout the series. Um, Brooke, I'm going to let you kick us off with his first strategy. Yes. Called connect and redirect. Connect and redirect. And and some people, if you are like Melanie and read every parenting book out there, <laughs> have probably also heard of like connect and then correct and like mm-hmm. what. It, so yes. And then sometimes you're like, I don't want to connect. I want you to stop screaming just, and yeah. go away. Oh, yeah. So just so we're clear, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, this book, 100. You're going to read through it and be like, well, there's 
seven-year-old Brooke, you Mm -hmm. know, or whatever. Like, you're going to notice the things that you're like, why do I still do that like a child? (laughs) Um, And again, no judgment, right? Mm -hmm. It helps you gain insight. Um, But, uh, you know, we've developed full training models for staff for adults based off this Mm -hmm. because it is if if you miss developmental milestones with this integration and progression, like sometimes it's going to feel like you're seven years old or 10 years old or 13 years old. In 2023, yeah. you probably did. Yeah, yeah, you I did. Because guess what? And you don't have to feel sad about it. Just no. how it, it's yeah. just what it is. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. So his connect and redirect is, you know, when somebody is in a right brain emotional flood, it is so pointless to <laughs> so even pointless. attempt to offer a logical left brain response. Yep. Logic does not work until you have responded to the right brain's emotional needs. Okay. So so what we call attunement, it's how we, you know, um, when people go, I feel heard Mm -hmm. or I feel like you see me, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever cheesy line you want to put in there, Mm -hmm. but it is actually meaningful. Mm -hmm. All right. I love it. So when you, when you are able to connect with someone when they're in that right brain, just, and you know it, they're just like losing their minds, you know, and not in a Mm -hmm. violent way, but Mm -hmm. just, Mm -hmm. and you're like, why or this, you're so think logically. Yeah. This this feels excessive for Mm -hmm. what just happened. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're going, which you don't do is go, you need to calm down, mm-hmm. right? We don't, you know, or let, like, let's think this through. They're like, I don't want to think it through. I want to feel it. And guess mm-hmm. what your brain does too? Your brain, for whatever reason, it wants to feel it. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So we connect with the right brain by acknowledging the feelings, listening without judgment, um, you know, look empathic, which there is a look and you may need to practice that in the mirror. Um, I did. <laughs> I'm a really good counselor and I have to practice that. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, um, nurturing tone of voice. And then yeah. when you can connect with the right, right, right brain to right brain, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be present with you. I see that you're feeling this way. I'm not trying to rip you out of that. And yeah. that's how I have to think as someone who can tend to be like, we need to solve the problem. Like, yeah. I don't really want to sit in here in your feelings. And I know that, you know, and again, this is in my life, not necessarily in the counseling mm-hmm. room. Okay. Same. Um, yeah. It is, you know, we're not trying to rip you out of there. Yeah. And actually, if we can meet someone in their right brain, it will go so much more smoothly mm-hmm. to get them over into like the problem solving side of that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so when you kind of were both on the same page, now I hear it. Yeah. No, that can be frustrating. You know, we're just connecting or just listening, paying attention mm-hmm. and not trying to figure out what is the one thing I can say that will make them stop mm-hmm. acting this mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. Just sit in it for a second, right? Doesn't this go back so much to the things that we've talked about before where most of the time the reason we're trying to get someone out of that yeah. place is because it's... we are uncomfortable in it. Yeah. Yeah. I am very uncomfortable when my four-year-old is screaming or my mm-hmm. two-year-old is screaming. I don't like it. Or when they're yeah. just crying. Like yeah. Either way, when they're in emotional distress, I, it affects me internally yes. and I want it to be over. Right. So I will do whatever tactics necessary to just get out of it instead of doing this very thing that's most important well and we'll do it as adults right when the significant other or someone in our life that you know when they're it feels unstable right we're trying to correct it and just as much maybe yeah we can say we care about them sure Mm -hmm. but most of it is also because I don't want to be this is so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. for me right now Mm -hmm. or it's bringing up you know when you do that, it makes me think about when my dad did these things and it brings up fear and blah, blah, blah. And that's why insight's yeah. so important because it's not wrong. It's just can we identify it and move forward yeah. with it, right? Yeah. And so, but when you can connect with the right brain, right, and then you can begin to redirect it to the left brain and deal yeah. with the issues at hand in a more rational manner. And so I'll tell you, one of the number one things 
you know, especially if you, you know, are working with people that are just have not ever been able to develop the cross mm-hmm. <laughs> brain, you know, being mm-hmm. able to do that is when they're really upset, you go, yeah, I can see, I can see you're really upset. Mm-hmm. I can see that this is really bothering you. Mm-hmm. Like in that very quickly, it's like, I'm not, I'm not fighting you on this. I'm not saying calm down. I'm not saying stop feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Like this person did something, it hurt you or whatever, but I can see you're really upset by what they did. Yeah. I can see yeah. that. And usually there's like a breath people will even take like, yeah, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm upset. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, and then yeah, we can begin we to think yeah. logically about what needs to happen. Yeah. Anyway, it's, I just, I love these strategies. I use them every single day. Like I could give you 12,000 examples, mm-hmm. but I think more than anything, it has been in working with people, especially with significant trauma, especially with like, you know, they've lived and died by their emotions mm-hmm. just because there's no, there is no regulation mm-hmm. and they've never been taught that or heard that or been loved enough to experience it. or or experience the stability of things. And what happens is when you're working with people that have never had that, they want to stay there, right? Emotional, because that's what's comfortable. And Mm -hmm. so helping people become comfortable with stability and not chaos Mm -hmm. requires that we be, you know, good enough at what we do to connect with the right brain because then we're allowing their body and brain to actually regulate itself. Mm -hmm. And we're teaching them in a more internal level, right. Mm -hmm. To be able to do that, which of course affects the big picture and it helps the brain develop that strategy. So telling somebody, don't you want this healthy thing? See, if you just act this way, Mm -hmm. they have no idea what you're Mm -hmm. talking about. And guess what? Their brain doesn't either because it hasn't been doing it. Mm -hmm. And so when we do this, we're allowing that brain to develop and redirect to this other side and learn how, Oh, this is how I can regulate. Yeah. Right. And so it's just really, really important. And I love, you know, it's, you know, what Jesus did. So there's that. I mean, it is. Yeah. It's like, this isn't just like, you know, Dan Siegel's a genius. I'm not saying yeah. that, but it's not his original idea. Yeah. Jesus can, met people where yeah. they were. And he's like, I mean, literally was yeah. like, Hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Little woman at the well, mm-hmm. what are we doing? <laughs> Little woman. You know? Oh, like what's happening, you know, or whatever with, I mean, everybody that approached him, he's like, what, yeah, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Right. And he listened and he observed and, and he connected before there was ever yep. a call to change. Yep. And it is so important. And he did that because he knows how he created us mm-hmm. and also the spirit within us and the healthier we are physiologically, right. And neurologically, the more and more Holy Spirit can do some incredible mm-hmm. things. Right. Mm-hmm. So good. So, um, another strategy that Dr. Siegel shares about in his book is called name it to tame it. I really love, yeah, we do have to have little catchphrases. I will say if it wasn't someone I liked, I would think these were really stupid, but because (laughs) he's amazing, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Say cheesy lines. I'm like, like, that's so dumb. Name it to tame it guys. (laughs) Name it to tame it. Dan Siegel said it. So. This is when, when we experience something painful or something scary, again, this could be whether you're a child or an adult, it can be overwhelming, right? Like there can be big emotions. There can be these big bodily sensations, right? And these things can often like flood the right brain. So when that happens, we want to try and bring the left brain into the picture so that we can actually begin to understand what's happening. So you got this flood going in on the right brain and you want to be able to engage the left brain to kind of have a better picture of what's actually going on, right? And the way that we do this is he talks about how important it is to retell the story 
of frightening or painful experiences. So we engage the left brain by putting the details in order and the experience into words. But of course, in that whole process, we do not ignore the right brain. We bring in the right brain by really revisiting the emotions that we felt when that happened. Um, and I remember when I read about this, I taught, or I thought so much about how we walk people through healing life's hurts yep. in a keys to freedom and how a, a huge part about inviting the Lord into the hurts of your lives and allowing him to bring freedom is actually telling the story of what happened. And so even, you know, in, in the keys to freedom study, we have people th- like actually pray through what happened. Mm-hmm. How did I feel when that happened? What did I experience? God, how did that affect me? Like really talking that yeah through. Is there anything else, Brooke, before we close up today? Anything else? Any other thoughts on this? Any other just practical, like, I, I don't know, are there I feel like we, exercises I mean, I feel like we that people it. can do? Yeah. Or? I mean, I think it's just very quickly, the more that you can be curious about this and excited about what it can do for you, mm-hmm. the more you're going to engage in it, right? You're going to be able to pause and take the time to go, oh, let's name it and tame it. Mm-hmm. Let's do, you know, let's connect and redirect. And mm-hmm. even with its when, with our own selves, right? Um, and so I think more than anything, so often like shame comes in, like how many people are listening to this that their thoughts are like, well, I wasn't raised with this and so it's all over and you know and just kind of like I'm so entrenched in my way like just throw all that out yeah and just if at some level you can trust Mm -hmm. that but what if Mm -hmm. what if you're not Mm -hmm. right and what if you've learned some incredibly valuable lessons that can be expressed in much healthier ways and that you can just honestly be good to your brain and body and so that's what's so exciting about this is that it is practical and it is a way to grow and so more than anything just stay open-minded about it yeah. you know and curious about it and maybe excited about what it can do because mm-hmm. i mean this is how it works guys mm-hmm. this is, yeah this isn't <laughs> like, like it a, or not. yeah this isn't like <laughs> like you know this nebulous thing like it's it just does yeah this is how your brain yeah. works well and also you know? i mean i would hope that just the more you learn about this goodness i mean sure everything i've learned up to this point but even even just the things that i was reading and researching for this series i'm like goodness gracious I, like how could you possibly not believe in a god who our brains are nuts yeah. like it is crazy yeah it's crazy how they were made to function and what they can do and how they can change i mean it is seriously the more you learn the more i am just overwhelmed and in awe yeah. of a god that would able to think this up it's yeah. it's crazy well i told you if we really deep to take deep dives on this like it gets very oh, weird very quickly so we're not going to do that but yeah like truly beyond yeah comprehension yeah it's, it's incredible so friends we hope this is that this episode has been helpful and insightful for you we have so much more to share with you in this series so we hope that you'll join us again next week and as always if this content um, has been helpful for you we'd be so so grateful if you'd help us out by rating the show writing a review wherever it is that you listen and if you have any thoughts or questions about anything that we've discussed or you want to argue with this because i think that you put that um offer out on I the did. table please this do episode. i would it's love so that much fun. no one's ever argued with us i know and that's um, okay too like thank you for saying nice things i do or as a words of affirmation person i take it to heart thank you so but either way whatever you whatever you need whatever you want to offer you can email us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com you can also find out more about our organization at mercymultiplied.com and find us on instagram facebook and twitter all the things at mercy multiplied so thank you so much for joining us today